G'day and welcome to the Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat Show. It's official. The USA have had a close loss to Germany. Is that good for the global game? That's controversial because right now they're copping it from all quarters. All sorts of criticism. Criticism of the coaching. There wasn't enough rebounding. There weren't enough international stars. They don't start well enough. They don't understand the rules of FIBA. They are FIBA rules are no good for professional players. They can't adjust. Uh, it seems unfair. There's dodgy calls. All sorts of criticism going on now, but I'm not sure it's warranted. There's a couple of great things to look at. One, for Lakers fans, Lakers Austin Reeves, he stood out. He shone in a team that was under pressure when it was pressure time. This young team stood up as well. They're only a young team. Uh, there's a lot of criticism that the other countries bring the same players or similar players each time and they're able to build up some experience together. But I still think a lot of that criticism's unfair. And one thing I did want, though, more of bad boy Bobby Portis. More Bobby Portis was needed. We'll tell you why in just a moment. Please like, subscribe if you enjoy the podcast or the YouTube. Please get onto those and uh, share and comment. We'd love to get your comments because the Larry Lakers, it's based basically on the questions the people that are watching ask. So the Larry Lakers, Germany 113, USA 111. Is it a disaster? Have a look here. We've got our man, Austin Reeves, a very downtrodden, poor old Austin. But I thought he had a really, really good game. Lakers fans can be excited about what was seen here. And Lakers fans can also uh, have a little bit of uh, confidence or feeling or uh, share a little bit of uh, reward for Dennis Schroeder, Mo Varga. Isaac Bonga, all with a connection to the Lakers in the past, particularly the very recent past, Dennis Schroeder. So here they are, all downtrodden, the poor old USA, much criticised after their loss, the slow starts, lack of superstars. Was it fair or unfair? Mm, I think it was pretty good that this USA team took such a young team and was so competitive. They were probably favourites, slight favourites though. This team, the fact that it was beatable, made this a better competition and you had to have very close to your perfect game to beat them. Austin Reeves, let's talk about him for the Lakers fans. 21 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists and a plus minus over the whole game of 4. When it came down to crunch time, Austin Reeves really looked good. When they were making a comeback run, run the USA bench was very good and Austin Reeves a big part of that. And of course also pictured Mo Wagner who also was drafted by the Lakers, undrafted but making his way through as an undrafted player with the Lakers, Austin Reeves. So, was Bobby Portis, was more Bobby Portis required? Is that something from Mo from Memphis? He's watched the game and he thought, hello, this guy's been uh, dudded, taken a little bit of his time off. Could the coaching staff have put on more Bobby Portis? You don't hear much uh, in the way of requests for Bobby Portis. You hear more for superstars and flash players. But I had a look at the game myself, Mo, once you raised that question. I think, Mo, that uh, Bobby Portis 
yes, I'd like a little bit more of the mad bulldog, the Bobby Portis. Look at these crazy eyes. Bobby Portis, let's get him on for some more in the bronze medal game. Okay, let's have a little look at the breakdown. Am I crazy that it was closer? Well, the score's closer. Everyone's carrying on that they were smashed on the rebounds. It wasn't as big as you think, but second chance points was big. Let's have a look. Steals is pretty close. Assists. The uh, Germans, they assisted on a few more. Fantastic. Uh, but 25, still pretty good for the USA. Turnovers is pretty close together. Blocks the USA, slightly ahead, of course, there. Fouls, it's actually all the complaints are, the refereeing. Look, at the fouls actually went against the Germans a little more than the USA there. So uh, let's have a look. Turnovers, 15-13, fast break points. It looked, that is not what it looked like to the eye. A lot of points in the game, you thought, wow, these bump ahead, pass ahead, uh, fast breaks from Germany were starting to uh, hurt. You would be surprised, but they seem to get some very easy or very quick points. The USA looked like pressing and they seem to break the press reasonably easily. And you think, wow, we better call off this uh, pressing defence, Coach Kerr. But 20 to 28, um, the stats say the USA were better, but I thought there were some crucial points where Germany, or in terms of parts of the game, where Germany got fast break points, second chance points. This is where the criticism's probably bang on with the stats. 25, 25-8, but the rebounding, much criticised prior to the game, it's a little closer than you think. Points in the paint, yes, bigger and stronger. So this is what they're saying. Why isn't the US picking uh, bigger centres? But are they there to start with, the big US centres? A lot of the US centres, the, the stars of the NBA, happen to be international players. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens for the uh, Olympics in terms of what they go with and who uh, accepts um, representation for the USA, particularly with players like Embiid. He's eligible to play for France. What will he do? Some of these players are fatigued at the end of the season and many don't play. So credit to anyone who turned up, both for the USA and for all of these international teams where some of the, the stars uh, step up every time their arcs for their country. Great job. Points from the bench, something we just mentioned previously, 39. That's where Austin Reeves part of that, that 39 from the bench and Bobby Porters. We need more mad man Bobby, bad boy Bobby. Uh, the biggest lead for a little while there, of course, the USA came back in that second quarter and led and five was their biggest lead. 12 was the biggest lead for Germany. The biggest scoring run, Pretty even again, 9 and 9, 9 and a 9 run. Nine lead changes. I think this is what we're talking about. This USA team added to the quality of this World Cup. Nine lead changes. This was a high-quality game. Tied 11 times. But Germany, to their credit, hopped out and held the lead, particularly through that second uh, stanza, really, really well and uh, didn't panic, which a lot of people would. And that's what's been happening. The US have been tightening up the defence and it looked like things were going to get a little bit tight there for Germany. But if you go back and have a quick look at the game, you'll be impressed with the way both teams played down the quarter. But how this German team uh, resisted the final push from the USA. They were pretty close, but they just held on in some really key moments. We'll look at that soon. 
Isaac Bonga, the former Laker connection there. Um, Jalen Brunson, a strong guard, but um, didn't quite have the effectiveness in his um, short scoring. Normally, he, he can have pretty close to perfect shooting. Works his way into the edge of the key. Very physically strong to hold off any other defenders. But have a look at this. This is, it represented the night there. It was a tough night for Jalen Brunson in terms of shooting efficiency. Here we go, having a look at the game here. Mad Bobby, we need more of him, that's for sure. Let's have a look at this rebounding. It isn't as startling as everyone's saying, but the second half, second chance uh, scoring opportunities were, but 30 to 28, 30 to 28. Here's a little bit of difference here, the five offensive rebounds. Again, though, not massive, but enough to upset fans of the USA saying, go and get the big centres. There, I, I did, we have asked on some of our previous uh, shows, why aren't we getting some more Walker Kessler? And uh, that would have been interesting but I think he needed to get minutes leading up to this rather than just trying to throw him in. So the coach decided not to play him. Defensive rebounding, pretty close there. Have a look, 28-30 by the time it totals up in that the USA actually out-rebounded them in terms of defensive rebounds or out outscored them anyway in, in that category. Uh, have a look at this game, how the gap uh, got away here and they held on. They broke out again there in that fourth quarter uh, did Germany but the comeback from the USA where there's a little flat spot here and that was just the moment you thought as they've done in the warm-up game against Germany this is almost exactly what happened where they led and I think the USA felt confident from that game that they could come in and push their way through and uh, things would tighten up for Germany but they didn't they held out there go and have a look at the game as we said free throws it's actually Germany that were down compared to the US and the three-point percentage it looked like that Franz Wagner was hitting and Orbs was hitting threes whenever they needed to get a big three but you'd think wow that's a better percentage it was actually a bit better and a very healthy percentage anything from 40 ups great 48 for the USA and 43 for Germany but the points at which they hit those threes both France Wagner a couple of times it was at Dennis Schroeder the former Laker that was uh, smashing our own Laker in the form of Austin Reeves Let's have a look at it as a breakdown and see if what we're saying rings true across the entire sheet. Thanks for staying with us. There are some stars down here as pictured. All of them had uh, interesting games. Let's have a look. Our man Austin Reeves from the Lakers got good minutes there. One of the people the coach is relying on. And some people have said if he had more, they got him on a little bit earlier in that fourth quarter. He sat down for a little while. And we did see the scoring of the bench well and truly outscored the German bench. He, uh, good field goal percentage, very good three-point percentage, three of five, and he hit a couple, one to get them started on the comeback run there where they ended up taking a lead in the first half, second quarter, and then he scored a couple of big ones down the stretch there in crunch time for the USA when you thought they were going to put the squeeze on Germany. And how good was he? One rattled in, but it was an absolute crucial time. The Lakers need this. How many times in the recent years have the Lakers had bad 
three free throw percentages. Austin Reeves, it looks like we've got someone at last you can step up. Have a look at his plus minus there's four. Minus six for Jaron Jackson. Good on the free, on the uh, free throw line, but only three rebounds. That's one of the things he's been criticised for, being a big player but not getting those rebounds. Leading defensive player in the entire NBA, and some Lakers fan said, why wasn't it Anthony Davis? Well, there you go. It wasn't that uh, great a night for Jaron Jackson. He wasn't as bad as people think in some regards there. His uh, percentage there was pretty good on the free throw line. It would be good to see him get a few three-pointers up. He can hit a three, and it does stretch the floor for the US. And I think that's one of the things Coach Kerr likes to do, but didn't happen in this game. Josh Hart, who was brought in for his spark and his rebounding, smaller than, of course, the centres, but um, one of their leading rebounders. Have a look at this, the leader with five. Uh, Jalen Brunson, the percentages just weren't there. Three of eight uh, from the uh, two-point man. Hits 100% there, but it's just the one, and hit 100% of his free throws. Tough under pressure. Anthony Edwards, again, a guy willing to take a few shots. Have a look at this. Two from eight. He's a willing shooter, this young man. And eight of nine, though. He made up for it in his two-pointers, particularly when he flashes in. As we said, we've called him the baby LeBron of this game in our uh, analysis a few times. And he did slash in for a beautiful dunk there. When you're going in for those dunks, I think you're... Shot percentage probably going to get close to eight or nine there. Bobby Portis, the man we wanted to get more of. Was it justified? Are we crazy? Let's have a look. His uh, real plus minus is only zero. So you're saying, Tony, are you crazy? Well, it's better than minus six. Uh, Vanchero, he's probably criticised a little unfairly. We'll have a look at him in a minute. But Bobby Portis, he deserved more than eight minutes, 42. He uh, got five points, but of course, he's hit 100% from three-pointer. Let's have another three-point attempt at least, please, Bobby. And um, he's hit 100% from two-pointers. We need the man. That's only two shots, five. The man hasn't missed a shot, and he doesn't get back on the court. What's going on there? You'd like to get back on if you're having a game where you haven't missed a shot, surely. And uh, Paulo Banchero, 17 minutes, much criticised, probably needs a few more rebounds, but he's on, he was on in some of those runs for the USA, and uh, he had a real plus of six. So uh, a little better game than people think there. Probably needs to produce a few more points than six, though. The one of four from two-point line, not that efficient. That hurts a little bit there. Halliburton, he's always great on the assists. Have a look up here. Eight. Every time we've done one of these shows, we have a sneaky look in this column. Eight. A little down in the points, but the efficiency again. A couple of people you could rely on for efficiency, particularly people like Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton wasn't there. Mikhail Bridges, very efficient though, but unfortunately on at the times where it's ended up being a minus eight uh, overall in the real plus minus. So interesting sort of mix there for the US team. Not quite what you thought um, from the stories you're hearing perhaps in the headlines. So go and have a look at the game and then have another look at these stats if you get the chance. Here we go, we better have a look at Germany. So, um, this man, Andreas Obst, 
what a uh, operator he is. Have a look at his shot percentage there. Four of eight, so 50% under a pressure. And they were on him once he did a couple. They had full uh, sort of face guard on this guy. They put some of their best defenders on him, and he worked and worked to get his points. When He did drop off a little bit in the three-point percentage, but 50% under, under full U.S. pressure, and he had one of the, he had their best plus-minus there, along with this man who deserves more time. He's down here, their big man. Why isn't he on more often? Here he is, uh, Johannes Voitman. Now, Voitman, look at his percentages here. He's got the 75% from the field. He can hit a three, but he didn't take one in this game. Seven rebounds to lead here with Daniel Tice on seven. Daniel Tice, these two, that's why I've got him in here. They were important players, yet Tice often criticised or offered him, sort of talked about in trade packages uh, for you know a small amount and, and not much value in the NBA. But he has been playing really, really well. He's only got over here, I believe, one block, but he looked like it was a beautiful block and he looked like he was a threat to block a lot more than that one. So plays really well for Germany. Daniel Tice, uh, get him on. France Wagner, this was a surprise. This is where maybe the real plus minus doesn't tell you the same as the eye test. Watch the game and have a look at the key moments where Franz Wagner in this game and in some of the ones where he came back from the ankle injury helped get Germany into this position. He's become a real um, playmaking option for them, particularly in one of the games there where the former Laker, Dennis Schroeder, was struggling on form and really wasn't hitting many points. Every time Franz Wagner, who was coming back from an ankle injury, looked a bit tired, he could really generate playmaking rather than just see um, Dennis Schroeder hold the ball and just dribble, 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 dribble and then take the shot. A couple of the commentators said, we hope they don't do that next time down the court. They did it and got to the mid-range, but he got it in. That was the difference tonight. A couple of times down down in crunch time, Dennis Schroeder, just when they said, we, have, we don't see ISO ball from Dennis Schroeder, he did it, but tonight he got away with it. Well done. Isaac Bonga, uh, more minutes than you sort of thought he would be playing from what you see in the NBA, but again, loves to play there. So these guys, full credit to them. And Mo Wagner, of course, drafted by the Lakers. Now, this man, the Dazzler at the Duke, comes up with a great question. Is this USA loss actually good for the global game? Oh, Dazzler, once you asked me that question, I thought that's got to be an important part of this podcast. The USA loss, I think yes. Dazzler, yes, yes, yes. Get the critics to back off a little bit from Coach Kerr and the coaching staff and the team. It was a little unbalanced. I would have liked one sort of old-fashioned big centre. We talked about it on this very YouTube and podcast. We would have liked to get some minutes on for Walker Kessler and get him going if he's your big centre to stand against the Nikola Jokic type, the big Serbian centres, the big Jonas Valanciunas's. Who was supposed to stand and hold up against those sort of players, the Steve Adams types? But the US uh, just went with the young second-year player, 
and then didn't really develop him a lot through the time. It's not a lot of time to develop a player. Anyone who uh, says, oh, they could have developed him, they could have given him some minutes to see what he might offer, but um, pretty hard. You've only got sort of two weeks before this three-week event's on, so probably 10 days of warm-up games, and then this is all over in 15 or so days. So, But is this loss good for the global game? I think so, Daryl. It was a good uh, team in that uh, they were young, they were athletic, uh, a couple of them are fringe all-stars, there's probably a superstar there. It wasn't a whole lot of superstars who didn't know how to play with each other because on their team they're all superstars. I think uh, Brandon Ingram probably couldn't find his fit exactly because he's a star or one or a two in terms of the go-to guy on his team but you've got guys like Hart who know how to make up a role on a team you've got guys like Halliburton but they're sort of uh, first year all-star guys some of these guys you've got guys like Reeves who can play a team part and then you had guys like Anthony Edwards who are used to being the main man on their team and doing some uh, a stack of scoring when needed so I think the team was better than people say but as well as that, the sportsmanship uh, shown by them today in the loss. They had Jalen Brunson and Coach Kerr up there for the media conference, and they were great. They were gracious in defeat, and uh, it wasn't by much. This could easily have been a U.S. win. They were coming home, and um, maybe they just needed to ring us up and put on more Mad Bobby Portis and more Austin Reeves, but... It was a better game than people. This was no destruction game. This was no loss by 20, no blowout. This was just a good, close game. And the fact they put forward a team, the USA, that could potentially lose. They were a very, very, very good team, one of the top two probably in the competition, top two or four. And the fact they were... Uh, possible losers at any stage if you had to play your perfect game made this a more intriguing world cup the fact that hey the great usa could actually loss if but you to beat them you had to play pretty close to your perfect game and that's to get sort of a one or two point win so i think this team has been good they've been very good and very popular in the philippines the crowds go berserk there they're loving austin reeves loving the lakers loving the nba i think this is a great team and it's a young team good on them for putting this team together and going overseas there they'll be better for the run the problem is there'll be so much criticism. Will many of them get picked when it comes to this Olympics or will it be like this uh, superstar team like uh, the Dream Team, all of a sudden Steph Curry and all these super-duper absolute um, top-notch stars are asked to come back megastars. But whereas some of these guys are stars and some of these guys are really close to being future all-stars, but um, we're talking about a team of megastars coming back to avenge this loss in France. Um, they've done better than other teams. Have a look at this. Going in Spain with a number one team, where are they? Hey, the USA, they've gone better than Spain. Where's France? <laughs> They're gone. Slovenia, 
gone, but Luca really did a good job carrying that team. But some of these big, fancy teams, they're not there. The USI went pretty close. It was a narrow loss. And the fact they sent a team that could, if you were perfect, have a loss made it a bit like Spider-Man. It's, it's the human side of these sort of superheroes where the frailty, where these movies become interesting. And this just made it that much more interesting that this was a star team, but that just that fragility that they could potentially lose unlikely but you could possibly lose that made it the human side of it all that more interesting i think daryl dazzler thanks for your question at the duke i think that's a john wayne reference there and you've been listening to the larry lakers that's close to all we've got time for this week until next episode there's plenty to talk about next episode coming up the World Cup, the finals, the Lakers. Will there be a revenge tour for LeBron and AD? Will Austin Reeves be part of the next Olympic team for this USA experience? And more on Christian Wood and position 15. Will the Lakers fit? Fill it. Until next time, you've been listening to the Larry Lakers. Please go to our YouTube as well. We look forward to catching you next time. Have a safe day.